Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, David Bush, Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, Kelly Breckner, and Andy Dugan. May the Force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Yes, you are, and yes, it is, Holly. You are listening to Flying Casual, and yes, it is a Star Wars podcast, Casual Fam. Welcome back. The power's on, Holly. We have the internet. It's 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 surprisingly difficult to survive in isolation when you don't have power and no internet. So earlier, the power went off. Yeah. And I was on my phone. Yeah. On your phone. Classic me. And then I was like, the power came back on, but the internet was off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God. Were you praying at this point? Like, you're just like, (laughs) It felt like (laughs) Bring the internet back. No, I was like, how am I going to charge my phone if the internet's not on? Regardless of the fact that the power was on and just fine, this is what isolation has done to me. That is a true blonde moment for you. And And I haven't been blonde in years. You're not even blonde. And no offense to, you know, any of our blonde listeners out there, but Holly, that was a moment. It's like you, you thought, you know, you, we couldn't survive. Like, like, like groceries, like you didn't, like, how are we going to go on, you know? <laughs> how um, will I charge my phone? Yeah. You know, that's not a moment that I'm proud of, and now yeah. everyone else cannot be proud of me, Everyone too. knows it. Uh, we were in the middle of watching Waco on Netflix, which is a fantastic uh, little uh, little show about the... Uh, like a mini... The Waco Siege. Series. Yeah. Yeah. I was just telling Luke about it. Yeah. I think I've told everyone about it today. I told Paige about it, and she already watched it. She yeah. finished it, and we didn't even finish it. Oh, it's so good. And I'll, I'll say this. I was doing my uh, my David, uh, oh, what's his last name? I can't remember the the the, uh, the Lamb of God in, in that show. Is it Kersher? Uh, Kersher? It? No, it's something different. But uh, I have a really good impression of him, Luke. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to do it for you guys <laughs> here soon. Um, but Holly got really annoyed with it because it was so spot on. Well, I couldn't stop. You literally, that I was That actor like, has quite the, he's, he's in that, he's in the zone there in that show. Um, yeah. But anyway, that guy is a total creep. But uh, we're not talking about Waco. We're talking mm-hmm. about Star Wars. I've got Holly here with me. I've got Luke with me. Um, all of us have watched the newest episode of Clone Wars, episode 10, season 7, The Phantom Apprentice. Um, so if you have not uh, been paying attention to Clone Wars or haven't watched this episode, come back at another time because that's all we're talking about because it was that epic. It was that action packed. It was that emotional that it's going to take up the entire hour. It just I can I can feel it in my bones. And we actually talked to the casual council last night about it. And I'm like, I can talk more about it, Holly. An hour and a half, so be it. Let's go another hour and a half. So three hours. Three hours of talking Mm. about The Phantom Apprentice, and I'm not mad about it. Chewie may be a little annoyed to hear the same conversation. You might hear him sigh a couple times. Probably, probably. But uh, someone we haven't got to talk to, uh, you know, about uh, Clone Wars about is is my friend Lucas. And uh, Lucas, I mean, hopefully you got, I mean, I'm assuming you have internet there uh, and and your lights are on, it looks (laughs) like. So, uh you watched, you know, watched the Phantom Apprentice, my my friend. What, what, uh, how'd you feel after it? What, 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 just what's your basic feeling on that episode? Oh, I <laughs> could not be more uh, 
more blown away by what's going on. I think, you know, going into this, I can't speak for every fan, but in general, the fan base had a lot of confidence in Filoni to deliver something memorable, something special. And even with that expectation being that high going into it, it has, and only halfway done with the final arc surpassed that for me. It just, uh, I was just loving every minute of it and it, it set me off on these tangents after I got, you know, I've watched it twice now. Uh, and it, it set me off into watching some rebels episodes and watching <laughs> scenes of revenge of the Sith. Yeah. This evening as I was, um, getting ready to do this, uh, it's weaved in so beautifully with, with revenge of the Sith and, uh, just fantastic. Yeah, it was, uh, it was heavy. I mean, this episode picked up right where we left off with Ahsoka and, and Maul kind of faced off. And, and if I recall, I mean, they have a little interaction, right? He like whips out his lightsaber and I was like, wait a second. They're, they have to re-encounter each other here because this is the clips we've seen from the trailer. Like they're just going at it. Um, so they, they have a brief, you know, duel or whatever. Um, and... I want to bring this up. We've, we didn't even really talk about this much in council, but uh, when when Ahsoka speaks to Obi-Wan in the hologram, she kind of gets up to speed where, where we are in episode three right now at this point, right? So she learns that Dooku's been killed, that Anakin did it. Um, and uh, Obi-Wan seems a little... I don't know if he's... Did he seem upset by it? He seemed... He seemed concerned for for one, and we all know how it went down, but no one else really does. Hey, Dooku's dead, and now I'm gonna go fight uh, fight Grievous there. But uh, Luke, what did you think about about that interaction from from Obi Wan? Because um, he he shares with her some news about Anakin's plan. She's like, "What's Anakin doing, or whatever?" And he's on a special mission. Um, how, what how did you feel about that? How, what what did you think of her reaction about what was going on? I've had a hard time focusing on on her reaction to that part, other yeah. than um, the fact that it. I love that it gives us a touch point to know where we are in connection to Revenge of the Sith in the yeah. timeline. I thought it was good that she knew Anakin's relationship with uh, Palpatine was was a strong one. Yeah. When Obi Wan filled her in that the Council has also asked Anakin to kind of spy on the Chancellor. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "Oh no, like that's." probably really hard for him, which was, she was right. Yeah. So it shows like how well she knows Anakin that she knew that was going to be a difficult assignment for him. Um, so that much I remember, but to me, like the biggest part of that was like, Oh, here's where we are in revenge of the Sith. So yeah. that's what set me off pulling up revenge of the Sith on Disney plus yeah. and, and finding the scenes and the conversations in revenge of the Sith that like take place right before this hologram communication with Obi-Wan and the ones mm-hmm. right after. So I was watching the scene where like, Anakin gets put on the Jedi Council by Palpatine. Yeah. And they're not too happy with him. Um, or like they don't want to give him the rank of master. And he has that tense uh, back and forth with Mace Windu. Yeah. And then the conversation after the, the council meeting adjourns and, and Obi-Wan fills him in on his little side mission to kind of spy on yeah. Palpatine and, and fill the council in on what Palpatine's up to. Uh, so I was watching those scenes and seeing how that connects to the conversation that Obi-Wan had with Ahsoka where he was, you know, revealing to her 
what he knows about Darth Sidious, which he says, you know, Maul tells me this name Sidious. What does that mean to you? What do you know yeah. about that? Uh, and to see Obi-Wan kind of talk about how um, Sidious is the one who's been playing things from both sides the whole time, which yeah. he only knows because Dooku flat Dooku. out told him in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Which it took it took me in a minute to like realize, wait a second, how does Obi-Wan know this about Sidious? Yeah. That really threw me off at first. I was like, like that's right. How is he that right at this point in the story? Yeah. And it's it's Dooku just flat out told him in, in Attack of the Clones. And they just haven't been able to put all the pieces together about who Sidious is. Yeah, there's we've been talking about, you know, echoes in Star Wars and they're doing a lot of that here with the Clone Wars. The conversation actually that that Maul and Ahsoka have about um, Sidious reminded me a lot of that confrontation with Obi-Wan and, and Dooku when he's got him captive and he says, you know, a Sith Lord, he's, he doesn't believe him. You're, you're, I'll, you know, you're lying. Well, you could join me. We can destroy him together and I'll never join you. Like it was, it was just echoed that moment for me so much. Um, Holly, what, 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 what did you think? Are they blending? Well, I know we talked in casual council that I had some problems with Anakin and how we're blending him in with the Anakin we know in episode three, but mm -hmm. I was loving the things that Jory was saying about, you know, a lot happens in episode three, like the chancellor spying, like, um, pad, there's so many things that happen that really set him on a darker path more so mm -hmm. than he was, um, at the beginning of the film. So what, what did you think about Ahsoka getting up to speed where we are and in, in, in general, that conversation? Yeah. I mean, I, We've, we've talked about it so much. I know how it's like two days straight of talking about Clone Wars. I'm kind of sick of it, but. Yeah, I mean, I think that everything that you said, it yeah. blends together. It works for me, so. Yeah, it's cool to see Obi-Wan um, as, as optimistic as Obi-Wan was about, um, you know, sticking to the council and doing the right thing. There's an interesting moment with Ahsoka and Obi-Wan in Hologram and, you know, where they're talking about this, this job that Anakin's doing, he's spying on the Chancellor and uh, Obi-Wan mentions, he says, you know, the council isn't always right. Luke, what did you think of that moment? I, for me, it's, I, I, I believe that Obi-Wan's struggling maybe a little bit, but ultimately it feels like Obi-Wan's saying, you know what? Ahsoka, I know what you've been through. I know things have, you know, gone wrong and, you know, you weren't treated well. And I understand that we're kind of on the same page. But what did you think about him kind of kind of agreeing with her in that moment? Yeah, it, it you know, there's there's two ways that people take, I think, Obi-Wan and the prequels. And uh, there's the, the camp of like, you know, this guy failed Anakin. Uh, if only Qui-Gon would have lived, yeah. Qui-Gon would have steered Anakin right. And, you know, <laughs> it's Obi-Wan who really dropped the ball. Ugh. But I, I think there's, you know, being an Obi-Wan apologist as I am, uh, would say a lot of it falls, I think, more on, on the general leadership of the Jedi, the, the council yeah. in general, uh, which, you know, Obi-Wan was only, what, a council member by the time of Revenge of the Sith and, and wasn't on the council in Attack of the Clones, I don't yeah. think. Uh, I, I think it was the people higher up who probably had some, some more of the blame in terms of how they handled him and not, not, you know, realizing he was a little different and maybe had to treat him differently, given the circumstances with which he came to them and everything and the power around him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I understand that Obi-Wan's thinking plus talking to Ahsoka knows how she was kind of treated. Yeah. 
by the council poorly as well. So he, he sympathizes with that and, and probably feels like the council could do better with Anakin too. Yeah. And so he, he gets, he gets those feelings that Ahsoka has and that, that Anakin has where they, they, uh, you know, don't see eye to eye with a lot of the council's decisions. Yeah. Clone Wars is, I mean, just the past couple episodes, we've been just been reminded how much Obi-Wan's dealt with. Like you're, you're right. Like, you know, did he fail Anakin? Maybe, but like, he also has had a lot on his plate. He didn't want, you know, to take on this apprentice. He, he's now, he's got, you know, Maul coming after him. He's got, he had issues with Satine and, and, and that emotional connection that he had there and, and he lost her and, and, uh, you know, raising this kind of bratty Jedi, I'm sure is kind of an annoying thing as well. It's just, he, he's had a lot on his plate and, uh, I thought that was kind of cool that we're we're seeing that different side of Obi Wan still because you know sometimes he seems like he's the stand up Jedi like the Council's asking this of you like not me like we need to do your duty like that's what we're here to do um, save the Chancellor you know don't worry about me Anakin like do your duty and uh, you know seeing that you know he does realize that the Council's made mistakes and and that's it makes him a more level-headed Jedi. Yeah, and I feel like it also kind of shows that Obi-Wan is actually able to take some responsibility for things that have happened, yeah. which I think has not always been the case, and we yeah. don't always see that a lot. Yeah. And I kind of think it also speaks to the fact that this is, this is an issue for the whole galaxy. This is a problem for everybody in the galaxy. It's not yeah. just here for the Jedi Council to handle. It doesn't just fall on everybody in the Jedi Council's yeah. shoulders, and it's not only their responsibility, to take care of it which is you know something that ahsoka also realized when she saw all the things that other people were doing to stand yeah. up yeah for their people and themselves and i kind of feel like this is where it all starts to come together hey obi-wan he's on the council but he's now recruiting ahsoka who's no longer on the council who has yeah. this experience out of the council to kind of say like everything's kind of messed up right now and we yeah. all need to be working together for this common goal. Yeah. And I mean, he, he, he recruits her to, to reach out. Maybe you can reach out to Anakin and talk to him because she's, she's kind of been down that road with the council. They've, they've, you know, not treated her very fairly and this desperate times and they're asking Anakin to do something they typically wouldn't do, but they know he has that connection. Um, and it's just, it's, that's a lot to ask of her, but she seems, yeah, I, I, I can do that, I guess. And, we ultimately know she's not going to get that opportunity, which really stinks. But uh, that, Mike, that makes me think of uh, another part of this conversation that I really liked is that towards the end, uh, it's we know Obi Wan is getting dispatched to go find Grievous. Yeah. So we know uh, Obi Wan and Anakin are about to have their last moment together yeah. before the showdown on Mustafar. Yeah. And, uh, it got me thinking we spent a lot of time last week talking about that last moment with Ahsoka and Anakin mm -hmm. together yeah. before we know Anakin turns Yeah, and, and how, um, how much weight that had in the episode and how powerful it was and how well they did with it. Uh, letting that just that n knowledge wash over you and sink into you as the, the viewer. And here we're seeing, uh, we know Obi-Wan's about to have his last pre-Mustafar interaction with Anakin as yeah. he, before he goes off to fight Grievous. And Ahsoka tells tells um, Obi-Wan at the end of the conversation, tell Anakin, and he cuts her off. And he says, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And I wondered, like, was that part of it to me struck me as kind of uh, an homage, and echoing of I love you, I know, in a weird way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it also leaves me wondering what what was this, what was the last part of yeah. that yeah. sentence? You know. Yeah, That's, I I yeah. asked Michael that when we were yes, watching it. I, I was like, what was she going to say? Like, tell Anakin, and then Michael goes. I love you, well, Which, it, mm-hmm. but like, because yeah. everyone, I think you kind of understand that just like, I know very pointed yeah. and you know, that's a big star Wars thing. And I like that Luke, you pointed that out. That's kind of like an homage to that, but it like totally really is. what, what was she going to ask? Well, we talked <laughs> about that and, and we, we said like, what would she say? Good luck. But it's like, she just did that like moments earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like that would, that wouldn't be to me. That wouldn't be her final words to him. But I think, Obi-Wan knows how close that they were. It was more as close, if not closer than the two of them. I mean, Obi-Wan tells Anakin, you were my brother. Yeah. I loved you. He tells Anakin that. So I, I think you can easily say, it's not, this isn't a romantic thing. This is like, you're my little sister. You're Snips. Like, I love you like you were my own sister. I think that is what he was, what she was going to portray in that moment. And, and Obi-Wan knows that he, he's been through a lot with those two and he knows he has the same admiration for his apprentice. And he, he absolutely knows that, that Anakin, who let's be honest, is a little more open to, 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 um, to, uh, connections, you know, than the Jedi actually allow. And, and we know Obi-Wan is too, but Anakin more so he thinks it's, you know, the, the council actually encourages them to love. Um, he has a, a distorted view of what the council actually views, but uh, I think that's I think that's what she would say. That tell him I love him. Like yeah, Michael, you know, no matter you were, what you're going as you through. You were saying that um, the the brother line. I had a vision of like Ahsoka in Obi Wan's place on Mustafar, yeah. saying the same thing. Yeah. You're my brother, Anakin. I love you. Yeah. Um, one of the scenes I just watched, like right before we did this, to kind of see how it connects is that last conversation Anakin and Obi-Wan have before Obi-Wan leaves to fight Grievous. Mm. And, uh, it's a very like warm conversation. And I think reinforces what we were talking about, about Obi-Wan's feeling and responsibility for Anakin versus sort of the Jedi order as a whole or the council. And, um, in, in the scene, Obi-Wan says to Anakin, like, I am so proud of you basically uh, of what you become and uh, it's, it's very fatherly, older brother like praise, you know, about how how proud he is of Anakin, and, and Anakin's there sort of complaining about the council's treatment of him yeah. to Obi Wan. So, and Obi Wan's trying to just reinforce him and build him up, yeah, at, because he's struggling with what how the council's treating him, and so it's it's really powerful to to think about that in connection with the conversation we were having about how Obi-Wan and, and Ahsoka view, view the, you know, the council and, and how they've treated people like Anakin and her. Absolutely. You know, that, what Luke just said, makes me think on the casual council, we were kind of speculating if in the future, oh, yeah. Anakin comes back, if we ever yeah. see Anakin come back as a force ghost, yeah. but he is able to have a conversation with Ahsoka in the future, after all of this happens, what would that conversation yeah. be? And I'm just curious, Luke, if you have any idea or if there's any sort of conversation that you think that you would like. Because we were kind of talking about, you know, what, like, what would Ahsoka say? Yeah. And I don't know if she would demand answers or yeah. if it would be like a deeper, warmer conversation now that she's older and wiser. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was a big shout out to Nettie because that's what... 
we were asking him like what he would want to see with Ahsoka in the future, and he said, you know, kind of a full circle Anakin and Ahsoka moment. And what would that be? And Nettie didn't know at the time kind of what he wanted from that. He just knew that that kind of closure would be nice. Luke, any 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 thoughts? I mean, we're kind of jumping off of Clone Wars, but I think that it was such a good yeah. conversation. Well, I can't well, that, wait for that, you to hear that speaks it. to how great this episode and these episodes are, and this arc has been so far, that they are so connected to the yeah. whole lore, the greater story, that Nettie can draw this, this beautiful connection yeah. that he's able to do. Um, those guys in the council are so great. They come up with these connections yeah. Um, yeah. and it's great um, tangents that we can go off on. Uh, and I really love that. That Gosh, seeing that scene would, would sh- send shivers down my spine, I think. Yeah. It, and you sort of you sort of need it in the Anakin and uh, Ahsoka relationship. Because think of the last time yeah. we've seen, in terms of timeline, mm-hmm. seeing them interact. He, Vader was trying to kill her on... Um, yeah. Was it Malachor, the yep. planet in Rebels, where yeah. they, um, you know, they meet Maul and, and get into the temple, and he shows up, and, and there's the big fight, and we think Ahsoka might have been killed by Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was a really rough last interaction yeah. <laughs> between yeah. those two. Yeah. So you you want that relationship to have a a more amicable end, a, a coming yeah. together, a, a resolving of those tensions and those confrontations yeah. that they had there so that would be that would be really fantastic to see Anakin would have to he'd have to apologize he you know yeah. it's yeah I think he has he has the more more to answer yeah for there uh and I would assume he would sort of thank Ahsoka for um being wise enough to even though she left the Jedi to sort of stay in the light and stay fighting, you know, for good. Yeah. Despite that, I think he would have some real admiration for her that she was able to do what he couldn't in a, in a way. Yeah. That's exactly where our conversation went. And it got me thinking, you know, everyone wanted, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation because we went on this tangent in council and it was awesome. But uh, it, it got me thinking like so many people wanted to see Hayden Christensen show up in the rise of Skywalker and, yeah, that and, was me. Yeah, right? <laughs> and and, and I, me too. And the more you think about it, it's like, man, that would just be kind of weird. You know, she shows up mm-hmm. or he shows up and Ray's just like, who the hell are you? And then Luke's there and he's like, yeah, that's my father. Yeah, I get it's he's bad. a little younger than me, but uh, <laughs> it's fine. We've been hanging out here in October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's we've been kicking it, getting to know each other a little longer. But, you know, that just would be kind of weird. You know, it, we know, you know, we, we'd be able to fill in kind of the, the, the blank space there and know like why. But it would make much more sense if if we do see Ahsoka down the line really struggling with something you know she's been burned a lot and 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 she kind of has her ups and downs of of where she um not stands but just like how she feels about the Jedi or or about whatever so maybe she's down on her luck at some point and Anakin or yeah he shows up and as a force spirit and, and just says you know what you've you've known what you needed to do all along you 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 didn't need me. You're doing what I couldn't do. And it's been with you all along. And I couldn't be more proud of you. Like Luke was saying, like, I, I could not be more proud of you. Just like, you know, <laughs> once again, Obi-Wan telling Anakin, like, you're the, you're, you'll become a far greater, you've become a far greater Jedi than I ever could have imagined. 
And uh, I feel like that in a time of need, he'd wish show up because you wouldn't think that she would really summon him and be like, Anakin, I need answers. You know, like the, the last time that they, they met, like, like Luke said, he was trying to kill her. So I feel like it would, what a great moment that mm-hmm. would be. And I would, I would pay to see that. I mean, I, I, I wasn't, I'm not necessarily needing something Ahsoka, you know, like a whole Ahsoka series. I think it'd be great. But like now thinking about that and that conversation we had, like that would be the payoff right there to to bring Hayden back and give him that moment, especially for how beloved Ahsoka is now and and for Anakin to come back and have that moment with her, maybe not with his son, but with her, I think that it would work beautifully. I just uh, can't wait to see it. I think it's going to happen. Let's let's hope. Um, So we're, we're left there. Um, Ahsoka kind of up to date on, on things and, and she, she can, conf- uh, well, let's, let's see. So Maul, you know, kidnaps one of her clones, right? Like one of the oldest clones. I can't remember Jesse or something like that. His name, I can't remember, um, grabs him and, and uses an old Kylo Ren mind trick. We're seeing a lot more of that and, uh, gets, you know, necessary information on Ahsoka. He's got this. He's been seeing visions of a Skywalker, and now he's making the connections. One thing I was wondering is how they have this confrontation. You know, Ahsoka knows who he is, right? Maul has no idea who she is. Why is this going to matter? What's going to make this epic? And by God, the writing, this, this story matters now. It matters. And Maul now knows who she is and what connections she has, and he's had visions Luke, I want I want to hear your thoughts on these visions. Last night, we I, I'm just so impressed with Maul. Holly said while we were watching it, I think Darth <laughs> Maul is my favorite Star Wars character now. I said one of one but of. Yes, that's true. It blows my mind though, right? We've said this multiple times. A character who was just you know he, some guy who looked cool that had a double edged lightsaber, and people were kind of bummed they didn't see more of him. He had wicked moves, things we'd never seen, and then George Lucas brings this character back and he's now one of the most complex individuals in all of Star Wars and he has a vision of the future and it seems clear as day because he sees Anakin Skywalker becoming Sidious's apprentice. Luke, were you blown away with just Maul's insightfulness? Like, what, what did you think of that scene? Yeah, epic. If you think of the best Clone Wars and Rebels episodes that there are, a good chunk of your top whatever, top five, top ten of, of both of those are going to involve Maul. He's he's been uh, used so brilliantly. Yeah. You know, I, I think when I first heard that he returned in the series, it, you get there's a little bit of an eye roll and instant reaction. Like, really, this guy, this guy yeah. kind of half comes back. Yeah. But gosh, that was one of the best decisions. I think it was George's decision. Yep. back You know, when he was yep. really involved with the series. And, and, you know, sort of, I think, some regret from George about killing him off in yeah. episode one. Yeah. Uh, and then bringing him back and using, using him in this great way that he is now sort of privy to a lot of what Sidious was putting in motion. But now has, has been cast aside and is, and is outside of it and is trying to carve his own path and has not only now hatred for the Jedi and, like, Obi-Wan, who defeated him yeah. uh, on Naboo, but also for Sidious so readily casting him aside. Yeah. Uh, and so he just has hate upon hate, extra hate everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he is this 
this yeah complex character, and it reminded me of uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s comments where he called. Um, I, th- I can't remember if this was in his rant that went kind of viral, where he yeah. called Maul Sisyphus from Greek mythology, who mm-hmm. just over and over again is yep. is rolling the boulder up the hill, and then it falls down, and Absolutely. he has to do it for eternity. He's just this guy who, no matter what he does, things seem to to fall apart, and that's the brilliant, like, broken character we finally get in yeah. Rebels. And uh, I love part of this episode sort of reference the son of Dathomir comic line that we talked about. Absolutely. Um, talking about how he was previously imprisoned by Dooku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is part of that storyline, which again, we talked about last week were originally going to be an, an arc of the clone wars, mm-hmm. several episodes. And, and I've heard some other people say this and I, I gosh, really hope it, it comes true that they go back and say, oh, that was, that's such a great story. Such a great arc yeah. to only now have on screen in a passing reference in this episode. From all, let's go back and make a seventy-five minute yeah. movie. That's the son of Dathomir's story. That'd be so epic. That and, and put that out there. That would be, you know, I really hope. I'm not going to hold my breath for that, but that would be fantastic. For sort of getting back, back to to this story, uh, you know, because Maul was defeated in that son of Dathomir line by the droids and by Grievous yeah. and the Mandos pretty handily, and then now. They get their butts whipped by the the Republic and the mm-hmm. clone troopers showing up here too. Yeah. So just over and over again, yeah. he's getting knocked down and defeated, and he still is just driven uh, in revenge against Sidious, yeah. revenge against Obi Wan. And I thought it was totally unexpected that he was going to have these visions of Anakin. Yeah, and I I loved it, and and that he wants to have lured Anakin there to to destroy him before he could become. Sidious's new apprentice that was just an unbelievable sort of little twist in this that I, I wasn't expecting to come about and, and really enjoyed that uh did you guys see anything like that coming not at all I it it blow I mean because sometimes you sell them all short and you're like he's he failed he's fo- he's so focused on revenge so focused on defeating Obi-Wan who cut him in half, who he didn't know anything about Obi-Wan. He had no other interactions other than that moment. He's hell-bent on confronting that man again to destroy him. And you think ultimately that revenge and that hatred is what doesn't allow him to reach his potential, which sounds weird when you're talking about the dark side, but like, or what he wants to achieve, he just fails because he's not able to get past that. But for him in this moment, to put that aside and say, I had a vision and I trust that vision so much that I am going to pursue that and destroy Sidious for what he's done to me. It almost leaves you feeling like Maul, there's another side of Maul. And you see that in Rebels. There's almost a like a redemption moment there. It, Holly, when we watched that, was just like, was Maul redeemed, so to speak? And you you kind of think that, right? Like, he'll he'll avenge us all, or he says about the Chosen One, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. It feels like, to me, that, like, there's there's a bigger part of Maul there that doesn't, you know, get recognized much because he's so focused on revenge and he's, you know, he follows the dark side, whatever. But, like, 
a part of me feels like Maul wanted to do what was right. However, Ahsoka kind of calls him out on that right and says, you would just... Well, why? So why would I help you strike yeah, him down just, just so, you, so can, you can replace exactly. him? Exactly. So ultimately, he yeah. wants that power. But you got to ask yourself, is there a side of him that really just wants to destroy this this thing, this this dark lord who is going to change the entire galaxy? Holly, did you have any any idea this was coming? No, but this is the tragedy of Darth Maul, right? Oh, I, I mean, freaking love it. You really could have. I mean, that could be its own thing, the tragedy of Darth Maul. Yeah. Because Luke made a great point. We see him continue to get pushed down time and time and time again, but he's yeah. so resilient, he just keeps coming back. I mean, yeah. he got cut in half and he came back. Yeah. So I feel like you have to give him props for you oh, know yeah. being so determined and continuing to come back. But on the other hand if we're looking at it from someone like Ahsoka's point of view and you see that he's so ingrained in the dark side, he knows all this witchcraft. He's, you know, a Sith Lord. He cannot be trusted. Yeah. And for a minute we see her kind of have a lapse in judgment. Perhaps you can say that. Yeah. I don't know because ultimately like you don't know what the outcome of that partnership would have been. Yeah. But for a second, you kind of want to believe him that he does want to do the right thing. Yeah. It, would it be the right thing for us from our perspective? Probably not. Yeah. But, I mean, it would definitely take down the common enemy. To, to me, it's like, oh, God. It is so tragic, Holly, because you want there to be some hope out there. Like, someone out there, you know, knew Order 66 was coming. Like, I, I thought for a minute it could have been even Ahsoka finds out something and she tries to stop it and she comes short. It's something. But it's Darth Maul who has foreseen it all, yeah. you know, and, and, and is, is willing to put aside, you know, this, 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 this beef with Obi-Wan Kenobi um, and, and go to Sidious. And I mean, you know, his, his, his issues with Sidious, if you've seen prior issues of the Clone Wars. And now if you especially have read the Son, Son of Dathomir line, but it's so tragic in that it's Darth Maul well, who could have ended it all. He also put himself in the position to not have any help because he's yeah. made himself such an unreliable I don't yeah. I don't know. He yeah. he just can you trust him? I don't know. So he uh-huh. kind of did it to himself. Yeah. But well and 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 wouldn't you know it the the <laughs> the biggest opportunist of all has Ahsoka fall into his lap. Wait a second. <laughs> this Anakin Skywalker I've foreseen in my visions becomes the key to it all of bringing the galaxy to its knees to destroying the Jedi to changing the galaxy and his apprentice is here. Are you kidding me? I could use her. She could weaken Skywalker and we could destroy him. Luke, the moment they're having this conversation, once again, so many echoes here puts out his hand. Join me. It took me back to Ray and Ben Skywalker, and and you see, you know, you know Ray's a little bit of her uh, naivete or immaturity and wanting to take that hand and, and not really understanding what you know it could become. And Ahsoka, like you said, Holly has maybe a momentary lapse of judgment, and we, we it's it's interesting because you you you've seen Rebels, you see where Ahsoka goes and you see what she becomes, but we're now we're back to a younger Ahsoka who's been 
there's still all these things coming at her. She's still learning. She's still growing and, and says, I don't even really know who this Sidious is. Obi-Wan said he's heard of him. Maul now is confirming that this thing is happening per his visions. I'll join you, but... I mean, Luke, were you surprised that she almost took the hand? Um, I was blown away. I was blown away by this whole conversation. First off, uh, I'm really happy that you pointed out the echo part of that because that's what I thought yeah. too. It's sort of a classic uh, Star Wars moment. The outstretched hand, that image, oh. the outstretched hand and join me together. We can defeat this other party, yeah. which on its face sounds fine and nice you know yeah you vader saying to luke together we can defeat the emperor yeah. great but what happens after that what yeah. are you going to do on the other side of that moment where yep. we've defeated the emperor what's after that that's why i won't join you yeah and same for um ray and kylo you know in, in at least in the last jedi you know join me yeah let the past die no i i can't I can't join you. I, I can't abandon, you know, my new family and, and friends. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to go to to where you want to go with that. Same for Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Join me. Let's rule together. Mm -hmm. This is my new empire. We can we can get Sidious out of the way again. Uh, Palpatine out of the way. Yeah. Okay, that part sounds good, but what are you going to do after that? No, yeah. that part doesn't sound good. How would you rule? You're going to be a dictator. Yeah. Uh, over and over again, the outstretched hand joined me, and then the re the rejection. But the interesting sort of twist with Ahsoka here, she's she's on board in terms of like, what's the most immediate pressing need? If he says if what he's saying is true, which it sounds like he's in the know, it lines up with what Obi Wan's telling me. Yeah, maybe I can't think of the second step right now. I just have to think of primary one: save the galaxy from being taken over by this Sith Lord. Yeah. So if I join with him to defeat him and we accomplish that goal, maybe we'll sort out the rest later. It's a little bit Qui-Gon-like being present in, that, in the now. In the now, yep. And sort of not getting um, too far ahead of yourself. Uh, but then, in a way, the council is kind of right here because the only thing that stops Ahsoka from going down that path and potentially following a path of joining with him to defeat Sidious, which is debatable if that would have even been possible but yeah putting that aside the only thing that stops her really is her personal relationship with anakin yeah and so if if she would have done the more counsel way of being more emotionally removed mm -hmm. less attached emotionally maybe she would have followed through on that initial instinct yeah but it was her it was her emotional attachment to anakin and her feelings for anakin that if the plan was the first thing we have to do is go kill Anakin, destroy him or whatever, mm -hmm. then no, I'm not on board for that. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it was kind of ironic because for the most part, we feel in the conversation we were having earlier, the council and the Jedi order as a whole did Ahsoka wrong. Yeah. But that one teaching maybe was, uh, yeah. <laughs> would have served her better here. Possibly. I thought that was a really interesting twist on the whole situation. It, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So here's a question for both of you then. Oh, man. <laughs> um, do you think that if Ahsoka had maybe a little more insight about 
who Sidious was mm-hmm. and what possibly was to come. Do you yeah. think that that would have changed the decision that she made? Do you think she would have joined forces with Maul temporarily? Ooh. Holly, it reminds me of a young man by the name of Ezra Bridger, right? <laughs> he, you know, if, if she, and that, but that's the thing, like another echo, like it just, you know, he, <laughs> I don't know. He apparently didn't learn, you know, from his mistakes with Ahsoka, but I I, I think she, she might have, but she only has his word to go off, you know, and Obi-Wan saying, you know, Dooku told me of Asidious. So she doesn't really have much information. Why believe Maul? She knows he's manipulative. She knows he can't be trusted. She clearly says that. She says that even in Rebels. So I don't, I don't know. She said, yeah, but tell me one thing. Like, if it weren't for Anakin, like Luke said, sh- I think she may have done that. And we may have seen a relationship like her and Ezra, you know, a mutual, you know, you know, whatever. We're, we're going to get something out of this mm-hmm. both, and then we're going to go our separate ways. Um, boy, that would have been interesting, though, because she's, you know, Ezra was a little more immature than she is. She's seen a little more than he yeah. has. So I, I don't know. I think she would have. I do. Luke? Yeah, I mean that's where I that's where my head was, and and that's where I was interpreting that that she she would would have, and that was the deal breaker. Yeah, that moment that that no Anakin becoming the new apprentice of of Sidious. There's no way. It, it, another echo. It, it's it's just like Obi Wan. You know, Obi Wan hears you know, you know, lost your apprentices or whatever Yoda says to him, like. I can't go destroy him. He's my brother. Like, I send me to fight the Emperor. It's like, you just watched him. Sl- he didn't believe you at first until he watched him slay younglings on a holovid. And it's just, you know, it is that compassion and, and, and that love that they have for him outside of the council's ways that, and she, hearing that, attacked them all. Like, you no, like and and just and just is on the offensive at that point. So, um, I don't know. You were gonna say something. I, I yeah. Well, that's you. that's where that human. I mean this this whole episode, like, truly to me, spoke to how like no matter what the Jedi teach you, what the Council yeah. teaches you, and what rules you have, human emotion is always going to take over. And I know no yeah. matter how much they say, you have to remove yourself from that because that shrouds your vision it it you know allows you to make poor decisions and you yeah. don't have great judgment when you are you know so involved and have all these emotions it doesn't you can't stop it yeah you know inherently we all have those moments and that's something that we see with Ahsoka and why she lashes out because she's in absolute denial that that could possibly happen no I know Anakin so well he would never do anything like that yeah and that's why these episodes like as the audience are so hard to watch because you know, like I know when we were watching this the whole time, I just wanted to be like, listen to Maul because he is so <laughs> right. Just listen to him. It's scary how clear his vision was, yeah. right? I mean, the only other individual I can think of, you know, that has such a clear vision, I mean, Anakin does, so to speak, but it was also kind of uh, Palpatine manipulating him, but Palpatine himself, I mean, foreseeing a lot of things, putting things, a lot of things into motion. I mean, that, that speaks to Maul's strength and his ability to actually look to the future and gain insight. It's just, I was not expecting that at all, at all. And Maul surprises me every step of the way. Um, and, and can we also, another echo, I kind of skipped over this part, but when, 
when Maul's sitting on the throne there on Mandalore, got his leg up just like he did, you know, in prior seasons, <laughs> and Bo-Katan comes out blazing, right? Sees him on the throne, and another echo to Empire, right? I mean, just the 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 blocking of the blaster bolts. We haven't seen that happen since Darth Vader, to my knowledge. So it's just like he's powerful. He is powerful, um, and a, a nice little comedic moment too, right? There's a bunch of explosions outside of the little temple there, and he's just like, "Are you going to tend to that, go, or one of one you should tend to, tend to that? that?" It was just hysterical. Um, but ultimately, I, I love like it's just like I said, it's so this interaction is so purposeful, and I love that. It's not it's not boring, you know, unnecessary writing to just show us a great lightsaber scene. Maul went to Mandalore. To bring Skywalker, am, am I am I wrong? That's the whole point was to bring them there so he could defeat him. It's just insane. And and when they're in that throne room too, I love his almost admiration for Sidious's plan. I think if I recall, he see, he sees all the clones. He's like, ah, this is how you're gonna do it. He he, I, he says something like that. He's just like, wow, this this is all making sense now. This is how you're going to do things. Um, it was, it was crazy. He, he respects the hell out of him for what he's able to do. Um, but, uh, it's just the fact that he's there on Mandalore and it matters. It, it isn't necessarily just, yes, he's power hungry. Yes. This is a power move, but there's also something else bigger involved that has consequences for the entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. That just, <laughs> I could go into the, the, the humanization of Darth Maul. That may be a special that we do at some point, but it's just, there's just so much there that, that there's, there's more purpose for it. You know, the things that he's doing than just, just, well, let's power. talk about the, the final moments of Maul. The, it was, it was so haunting. The, uh, as Ahsoka's holding him there oh. with the force, holding him from falling. And he says, let, let me go. Like he's ready yeah. to let go. Yeah. He's ready to, to stop being Sisyphus eternally pushing the boulder up the hill. Yeah. Uh, he's ready to let go at that moment and she won't do it. And then the, the sort of straight jacket screams that he has of wow. like a madman who, who's ranting and raving. Yeah. Um, when he's all tied up with, when the gunships come up and kind of sort of tie him up with those lines and, He's ranting and raving. We're all going to burn. You're you're all going to die. Yeah. And he's and he's right in many ways. Like yeah, the, the emperor is about to rise and take over the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, but he just sounds yeah like a this loony guy that they're gonna tie up and throw in a, a cell. Yeah. <laughs> At is, that moment, it, yeah. those were just powerful scenes. Oh, it's God, too yeah. bad because. You know, we've talked a lot about how like Maul is such an opportunist and he's so power hungry and he always has some sort of plan to like try to get people to do things with him so he can get what he wants. But in this moment, it's almost like, you know, that was the final moment for Ahsoka to actually take what he was saying seriously and she didn't. So he absolutely gave up. And to me, if you know Maul as a character, like that's when she really should have been like, wow, maybe this actually is for real. It's not him just being a crazy person. This is a man who, like, I said no to what he said needed to be done because mm-hmm. of the visions that he had. And now, since that's not going to play out, he would rather die oh, yeah. than continue to live the way that we're going. Well, because when he tells his 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 mandos and maybe even the crime syndicate leaders there that, like, this is an opportunity for us. Like, w- with all the chaos that's going to ensue, 
we can, there's a power move here. But once that's, that's gone, <laughs> you don't understand. I would rather be dead than experience what y'all are going to experience. Yeah. Because I'm, I, I've, I've, I've immersed myself in this now. Like, I'm going to have to be a part of it. And so you're right. Like, what a powerful moment. And, and that speaks to the vision that he's seen and, and what's going to. It's not just going to affect the galaxy. He said the dark side is stronger than it's ever been. And that this is going to affect the entire galaxy. The galaxy will be put to its knees or something. He says something like that. But mm -hmm. it was just, that was, it, it was insane. And I want to also talk about something we didn't really talk about in council. But, we, we, the, I mean, the lightsaber battle was amazing. And I, and I was remembering, like, why it was so amazing. A lot of it was actual motion capture. They brought Ray Park in to do motion capture for Maul in that scene. And they also had another motion capture uh, actor, actress there doing Ahsoka's part. Like the movements felt mm -hmm. so much more fluid. You, he was more reminiscent of Maul and the Phantom Menace than anything. Everything felt kind of choppy in prior Clone Wars, but this, he, his spin moves and stuff, they, they flowed yeah. much better. I know uh, there were a lot of criticisms of why he, I saw a lot of people upset, like, he can fight better than that. Like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Um, but I read that, too. Someone on Reddit I saw had said, you know, they were having his character on the show mimic yeah. the way that Ray Park was having him fight in the movies. I didn't realize that Ray Park had actually come in. I thought that they yeah. had just had it mimic the movies. But, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But, I don't know. It almost makes it kind of better. It makes it feel more real. It makes it feel more connected. This feels more cinematic, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost a little more special and that they didn't do this all along because it just adds much more, like you said, to the realness. It makes it blend more like this. Wow, we're really coming up to Order 66 here. Like that is Maul. It's not that kind of, you know, big mechanical legs guy that we saw coming out, you know, with the spider legs. Like this is like Ray Park in, in, in the flesh. So it was... And it was just, I mean, to see him with his double lightsaber, you know, another Echo pulling out a saber, just like in The Phantom Menace in that moment. And, and seeing him battle Ahsoka with two blades was super cool. Um, and Ahsoka, yeah, you know, Michael. Yeah. You, you're, uh, we're, we're so on the same page with so many of this stuff uh, yeah. tonight uh, in the, about this episode because I, uh, I've been, I watch the credits after all these episodes because I like to see like, oh, were there some guest appearances yeah. or what did they name that character in the credits? And you can sometimes verify that stuff. So I saw the, there's a line in the casting um, credits of, uh, yeah, Ray Parks uh, being the, the, the stunt performer yeah. for Maul. And then I don't remember the woman's name who, who did uh, uh, Ahsoka not having any prior knowledge of who she is either. Yeah. Uh, but I took from that that it was, yeah, some kind of motion capture. I haven't really read any stories or heard any other yeah. background on it, but that's what I assume when you see that in the credits, the way they did that. And that is, that is really amazing that they went that far because I, watching it earlier on before seeing that in the credits, felt like it had a Ray Park look to it. It had a yep. Phantom Menace look to many things. So it's, it's amazing that that visual was that strong to come through and, and without – prior knowledge of it yeah and uh for me i'll throw this out there wonder what you you think of it is i, I think a lot of the best lightsaber fights just on a pure like fight action sequence visual level uh, a lot of the best lightsaber fights are in the clone wars i think they yeah. 
in certain ways surpass what you see in the movie just because sort of they can increase the dexterity of these animated characters beyond mm-hmm. sort of what normal normal people can do. So like fights with Asajj Ventress, I think of the one where her and Obi-Wan are teamed up against uh, Savage that's, and Maul. That's the that's one. That's an epic Ollie. one. Uh, there's some, you know, Dooku fights and, and there's so many great lightsaber fights yeah. in in Clone Wars. It's it, it's fantastic. And then even in Rebels as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, like I said, a lot of the best ones are, are in, in these animated series. Yeah. Maybe not as emotionally powerful as some of the the acting that accompanies the live action ones, but I wonder what you, your take on that. Do you prefer the, the live action movie lightsaber fights just on the fighting aesthetics, or the the animated ones? I agree. I think I think the animated stuff. I mean, it's like you said, it's 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 superior in so many ways, and it makes sense that it would be, and. I, I, but I do come to Star Wars for a lot of the emotion behind what's happening. And if it weren't for folks like, and Holly's going to make fun of me here when I say this, Sam Witwer (laughs) doing the acting behind it and doing the voice. Oh, he just, there's 20 minute conversation on the council of me talking about him. But like, the moment where he's strung up and you, like you said, he screamed out, like, you're all going to die. Like, you don't understand. It took me back to his confrontation with Kenobi in 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 Rebels. It was so powerful, and that is that is all you know Sam Witwer. And, and so for me, like they're able to make it that much more. I don't know emotionally, just profound for me because it's not just cartoons fighting, and I that's great. I love the visuals, but like. The, the the people they have doing the actual voice acting for this is what really brings it home for me. When he screamed out, I just turned to Holly and put out my arm and every single Chills. hair just standing up. It was terrifying. It was just like him hitting his lightsaber in the ground and yelling at Kenobi. It was just, it, it, it's just, they couldn't have picked someone better to do that voice. But I'll, Holly, I'll let you speak. I don't know, Luke, that's a really, really tough question. And as, as you were actually talking about this, I in my head I was like, I actually wonder if after some of these lightsaber fights that are happening in this final season of The Clone Wars, well, I guess really this final arc, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if anybody's like top five or top ten lightsaber battles that they yeah. had on their list are going to have to change. Oh, you yeah. Because I think this was a really great moment, and I think that there are things that I really like about the the actual live action shows and the lightsaber battles that we see there that can't be replicated in the animated series yeah and then vice versa there are things in the animated series that i really love that we just can't really do well maybe we can do it more now with cgi on yeah. screen but in terms of like if you're thinking about the original trilogy or even when the prequels came out those mm-hmm. things couldn't really be replicated but they did what they could and i think those lightsaber battles in the movie still have a lot of merit to them. And I think yeah. that those are still a lot of fan favorites. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can pick one or the other though. Let me say one thing. Now the Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith have epic lightsaber battles, right? But I have to say that Adam driver and mm-hmm. Daisy Ridley changed the game. Yeah. They changed the game. We went from 
you know, the prequels, which were fantastic. They are choreographed amazingly. Almost, though, too choreographed to a point where it was so sophisticated that the emotion, it felt like Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) It's almost like they were so complex that the emotion couldn't come out, and we've almost, in the sequel trilogy, kind of simplified things. But that, that takes away the credit of Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, who in those moments, it's, it's not the romantic connection for me that makes it's, it's, it's they're acting in those moments. It's so amazing. And a lot of that's the cinematography and, and how they're working things, but it's just those two in particular changed lightsaber dueling for me and are at the tippy top yeah. tier. So I love the animated <laughs> stuff and I love the voice acting coming with it, but like they changed the game. They changed the game. It, yeah. when, when they do it together, it feels very raw. Yeah. And I feel like there's there are moments like that in the other movies, but I feel like this feels more like those emotions are real between them. Yeah. You know, and you f- you can feel the anger and you can feel the sadness in those moments. And to me, maybe even more so than yeah. the prequels and the original trilogy. Yeah. Luke? I was saying, like, what was springing to mind as you guys were talking about it is the prequels and the Clone Wars, uh, lightsaber fights are more like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, a lot of fast, yeah, sort of uh, defying gravity stuff in a way. And then uh, sort of the original trilogy and sequel trilogy are a little more like Braveheart, Medieval, a little more brute yep. to mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I think a lot of that comes from in the sequel trilogy, Adam Driver's physicality. He's a yep. big dude. Yeah. Big dude. Yep. And, and he really throws that, that lightsaber around. Yeah. And is often wielding it, you know, with a double hand and not like lightly just yeah. fencing through. And uh it's amazing to me that, that Daisy Ridley as sort of uh sort of petite as she appears. Yeah. <laughs> uh that she can kind of play that that way too and she's giving it back yeah to adam and Ky- and kylo in, in sort of the same way it's definitely a very like, a different style a different feel to the confrontation much more raw yeah uh, and i guess i'd like brutish like medieval yeah just battling bashing each other yeah. than um, more fin- the more finesse that we see see earlier on and the, the another sort of um question I, I wonder how it struck struck the two of you was i was surprised it seems to me like the mall confrontation is pretty well wrapped up in this episode i wasn't expecting the confrontation with mall to be wrapped up until towards the end of the arc yeah. so that's got my mind going like what what are we gonna get in these final two episodes i know yeah. for sure we're going to continue to get touch points showing us where are we in Revenge of the Sith timeline right now? Yeah. Uh, the big one coming that we're waiting for is, is Order 66. So sort of my two-part question is, uh, were you a little surprised that we are where we are in the in the timeline of these episodes, given there's only halfway through the arc? And, and second, um, I was re-watching some Rebels episodes today, and the Rebels episode, or yesterday when I was, I was cooking in the kitchen for a little while, I was watching some Rebels season two, when Ahsoka sends them the the ghost crew to go find Rex, yeah, 
And, you know, there's the tension between Kanan and Rex and the clones that are there because of Order 66. Yeah. Kanan experienced it firsthand, and he doesn't trust the clones. Yeah. But in that episode, Rex tells him, no, we had our chips, our control chips removed. Yeah. Prior to Order 66, we didn't, like, partake in Order 66, essentially. Yeah. Uh, So Rex is walking around right now in these episodes – on the verge of Order 66, I haven't heard, there's been no mention of the chip. I don't see, like, in, in the Rebels, he's got, like, a scar yeah. around his temple where it was taken out. Um, so that has to be addressed in these these episodes coming up. So, I'll, yeah. yeah, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on those things. Holly? I don't know. I think um, we kind of talked a little bit about the chips on the last Council episode mm-hmm. that we did last night. Um I think that maybe I haven't seen enough of the other Clone Wars series because I know that a couple of the guys were talking about um, there was mention of a chip removal earlier in the series. Um, So I don't think that I witnessed. I haven't seen those episodes. So everything that I'm comparing this season of Clone Wars to is what I've been watching on Rebels. So I had those same thoughts. I actually was wondering if we might see a little bit more of a young Mm -hmm. Kanan. Um in the series um we've kind of speculated about if we're going to see you know darth maul escape because of order 66 happening um which kind of would be a nice way to end him being in the clone wars yeah um i don't know i know i've said it a million times i don't really feel like i can go into this with a lot of expectations because it could go anyway um michael well i i I said this in council and it's just like when I think I know what's going to happen, they just go and do something complete opposite. And it's just like, holy cow, this makes the situation that much more complex. So to me, I figured Ahsoka and Maul would duel. And you see his ship hovering above. I thought the clones would come. They'd shoot at him. He'd run away. Cool. Okay. We know now Maul gets away and Ahsoka's there. Okay. What happens? We don't know. But that's lazy. That's lazy writing. No, Dave Filoni says, hell with that. Maul's going to get his ass captured. And here's something else now you're going to be wondering, what the hell's going to happen to Maul? You know, we know the clones are going to turn, but what does that mean for him? Are they still going to say, no, like, like, he doesn't serve the, the emperor? Like what? What does that mean for him? And we'll like, na- like I feel like Order sixty six now has to be a little more explained because what do you do with your prisoners? Like they're not they're not the generals in command of you. Um, and, and then it's you know what happens with Ahsoka now? You know, it, 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 you think of Ahsoka getting turned on by the clones, and you're like that's terrible. But now that we see her company have painted their helmets to show solidarity with her and you're going to see those damn clones now shooting at her. It's going to be so freaking sad. Like it's just insane. All these little things they've added that make it that much more emotional or that much more complex or, or make me ask questions that I never even would have thought to begin with. It's just like order 66 is going to be much more complicated. Now I do think we're going to see a little bit of Kanan out there. I think we might see him, you know, and his, his, his master sacrificed because that, like we talked about in rebels, him coming into contact with them, 
makes it that much more impactful. You're like, I know exactly mm-hmm. what Kanan went through. Can we go back to the chip for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Luke's got me thinking. Come on. I'm, maybe I missed this somewhere along the way, which I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't watched a lot of the Clone Wars, really, except for the first couple of seasons in this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think I missed it in Rebels because I have been paying attention to Rebels. Yeah. Um, do we know what kind of prompted some of the clones to remove their chips? Like, why? Like, why? We're on Geonosis, right, Luke? And there's a there's one in particular, and I, the guy said it was nines, and I, I think they're I can't remember who fives. was there. Fives, yeah. And fives, and yeah, fives. fives. I would say is my favorite clone, yeah. uh, like other than Rex. If I had to pick one, uh, I love that arc, Holly. I'd recommend. Maybe if you have the time just to watch that arc, it's yeah. the beginning of season six. It's like a four episode arc. Okay. Um, and it starts, the reason they know something's up is one of his buddies, his chip kind of malfunctions. Yeah. And I won't give it away, but he ends up doing something that a clone shouldn't do. It's very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to spoil it totally for you if you <laughs> want to go watch them. Um, and that, like, in fives is his buddy. I can't remember the, which the the clone's name who does the who kind of has the chip malfunction yeah but but his buddy clone fives you know doesn't think it was something he intended to do and he wants to help him he thinks you know i know there's something wrong with him i need to help him yeah so he goes back to geonosis with him um or not geonosis um camino camino you know, yeah did i say geonosis i meant camino. i don't know <laughs> anyway anyway yeah and uh you know the Caminoans are trying to just kind of like make this guy go away who basically malfunctioned to try to cover up what's going on. Yeah. But Fives is like, no, I know he wouldn't do this. Something's up. We got to figure this out. And uh, so the rest of the arc is like Fives digging in, sort of discovering the conspiracy of of the, the way that the clones can be um, controlled and basically that the chip is explains how – their sudden turn of being, you know, Mm -hmm. loyal to the Jedi generals that they have and following their orders throughout the clone wars to all of a sudden the, the the turning on the dime of order 66 and assassinating them, which is, you know, like hard to understand, like, how did they do that? How did it, how was Palpatine able to get them to do that? Um, I I think it's a, a, a really cool addition to that background, that canon of how, how was he able to pull that off? And uh, the Fives clone character, like I said, is, is like my favorite clone other than Rex. And I really love the arc. So definitely, if anyone hasn't watched it, first four episodes of season six, uh, go back, um, check it out. I think it's one of the, one of the better ones. It's good yeah. stuff. And I'll have to check that out. It's amazing, too, because it just, well, you know, Anakin says loyalty is the most important thing to a clone. It's like. Yeah, and it's not just like a joke on, well, Order 66 is coming and that you'll see that play out. It's like, no, there's a loyalty to their brothers. Like, yeah, they're clones, but like they're family. And, and, and they, if it was Fives or whoever, it's just like, no, that's, that's, an, he wouldn't do that. You don't understand. There's a loyalty there. And, and they're just, there's so many human elements to them. And they just, I don't know. It's, it's so complex and it's so, it's so emotional. There's things back in episodes or season six that we weren't even thinking of then, but uh, it's just, it's going to be so tragic and I can't, I can't imagine what we're going to see. I don't think we're going to see a bunch of repetition of what we've seen in order 66 
it's going to make it that much more impactful. I think you will see Kanan. I think you'll see, you know, Ahsoka and Rex just being like, what the hell is happening? Like, you're going to have to, like, slay the people you fought beside, and you don't know what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's going to, that light's going to go off her and say, oh, my God, Maul was right. <laughs> like, how, like, what? And what's going to happen to Maul? I just, like, I, it's it's going to be interesting. I've never really wondered what's what are the complexities of order 66 until now with yep. the with the mall thing <laughs> and ahsoka it's like ahsoka technically isn't their general in that moment so like are they gonna turn on her i mean as loyal as they've been to her this whole time even when she was gone they probably will they'll associate her with that leader and um, Maul planted the seed in ahsoka's mind yeah. and i don't know and maybe yeah. it maybe she just discredited it yeah but if if it is something that she'll be thinking about in these last few episodes, what, mm -hmm. two episodes? Um, it has to be in the back of her mind that he told her. Oh, my soon God. Yeah. The Jedi aren't going to matter. There aren't going to be any Jedi yeah. to worry about these things. And, I mean, he almost says that verbatim to her. Yeah. So he knows something about Order 66 is going to happen. I don't know oh, if he yeah. knows exactly what it is, but he knows that something big is going to happen to the Jedi. And yeah. I'm just ready for, you know, the end of this to just come really fast and be, you know, yeah. go, 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 because I feel like we're at that point. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking now, too, like <laughs> when in Rebels, when she first senses Darth Vader, but senses Anakin. Yeah. And so now that can't be now that moment is even that much more bigger because it's like was she thinking about it this Maul whole time told me Maul said Anakin was the key to all of this like it's just insane the fact that it's just added so much more and, and all of this is it's so seamlessly coming together it's just insane like they're actually telling a story that matters here and I cannot commend Dave Filoni anymore on, on what he's doing. And I, I, I'm going to, you know, give another shout out to Sam Whitwer because I know that he's also had involvement in some moments here in these final few episodes. And I, I want to know what those those were because he's given some uh, some advice to Dave and said, hey, like, I think this will work really well. Like, what was that? Um, you have so many passionate people working on this that understand their character and say, well, this makes much more sense for Maul to do this. And Dave saying, I trust that. Yeah, absolutely. It's what a collaborative effort. What a uh, just genius storytelling. And it's just it blows my mind. I never would have thought Maul would have foreseen all of this. And maybe there's a little side to Maul that you're kind of rooting for that in an alternate universe. Um, like David, he it, it texted me like what 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 would have happened if Ahsoka would have went off with him? What would have transpired? What if Anakin had come to Mandalore? How would things have been different? So many what ifs. It's so crazy, but it's, I, I love, you know, people wonder what the hell does Maul want with Mandalore? You know, we really know now that there was a huge purpose behind that. And yeah, it's to gain power, but like there's something else there. You know, you're going to send one of your best down here to, to come handle the situation um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Luke, did you have anything else about this episode that really stood Actually, out? Some of my final thoughts. I don't usually make major predictions, uh, but through the conversation and the things that, that you, Michael and Holly, you've been saying, when I said, you know, I'm surprised that the confrontation with Maul seems to be over. I don't necessarily think, think we've seen the last of Maul. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of envisioning 
I think things Hollywood was saying kind of made me bring this up in my mind. I'm envisioning uh, the clones trying to certain clones, not Rex, obviously, but um, certain clones trying to take Ahsoka out and taking Maul out, assuming he's in Republic custody. Yeah, because they're Force wielders, and and they, you know, Palpatine probably wants the board swept clean. Like I want to be the Force wielder, me and my apprentice. We don't want a bunch of other ones running around. We want to be, have full control yeah. of, of the Force. Uh, so I could see Ahsoka and Maul sort of being, um, you know, teaming up to their mutual benefit <laughs> when they're faced with p- potential execution by the clones. I think that would be Read interesting. My mind. Uh, you know, way that 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 goes down. And I, what I need to do and will do in the next couple of days is watch again the the Rebels episode. Uh, or it might be a couple episodes that it takes um, for them to, when they go to Malachor, mm-hmm. Ahsoka, Ezra, and Kanan, and they run into Maul, and then they run into Vader after watching this, and I, I need to watch that stuff again to see, like, what is what is Ahsoka's initial reaction to coming across Maul again? And how does that yeah. play uh, against what we're seeing here? Maybe if that gives any clues to what we're going to see as the art concludes. So that's uh, that's definitely my homework uh, before the next episode comes out. It's You are absolutely right. We are so synced on this episode. I was going to make that bold prediction because I'm just like, how, how crazy would it be for them to have that moment where they have to use each other to get out of there and that the only way Ahsoka can get out of that moment is if she lets Maul go. She knows she's going to need him to get out of that moment, but that moment will be brief in so much as they don't have time to talk about Anakin and what's about to transpire, but they leave on terms of what the hell just happened and um, will we ever cross paths again? I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah, you're right, Luke. Let's, let's find those Rebels episodes. Let's see what those initial reactions were like, because it's as, as well as things have blended together, you know, it's going to, it's going to work. So yeah, I never even considered them seeing each other again after this, but they may need to join forces in the moment just to escape. You know, it's, it's crazy. Holly, any, any final? I don't know. I just want to wait and see. God, I don't know if I can. Am I correct in that? You, who told us that, they're releasing the final episode on May the 4th. Mm. Is that true? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. That would um, be, that's like the middle of the week, isn't it? So I don't think. It's that, a Monday. I don't think that's correct. Okay. Um, according to the internet, which could also be incorrect. Yep, yep. Episode 11 is going to be aired on May 1st. Yeah, that's Friday. Episode yeah. okay. 12 is going to be aired on May 8th. That okay. makes sense. So Friday. Okay. Yeah. The, the rumors way back when, before we knew the exact release schedule, every there were all these rumors that the finale was going to be May fourth. You yeah. know, for for that connection of you know May the fourth be with you. But then they dropped. They're dropping the behind the scenes yeah. discussions of Mandalorian <laughs> yeah. on May the fourth. Yeah. So I think some wires got crossed with the rumors there, and that's what we're getting on May the fourth. Yeah. But uh, they're going to stick to the. Yeah, the Friday release schedule for Clone Wars. You're absolutely right. And Luke, I want to get just a, a minute of your thoughts on that trailer. 
and, and counsel, a lot of my colleagues hadn't watched the trailer um, oh, yeah. and maybe don't have the appreciation that I have for Star Wars documentaries. Um, Holly's a big doc fan, so I, am I, a big I need, doc fan. need to watch the trailer. But uh, it, it felt to me like a nice blend of... You know, I love the director and the Jedi, but I also love that round table that they did on Solo and those special features. It feels like we're getting a combination of that. What did you think of that little that little tease of what we're about to get? Man, Michael, our minds are just melding so much. Uh, my, res my response is going to be, I love special features. Do you know how many times I've watched the director and the Jedi? <laughs> oh, boy. I think I've watched it more than The Last Jedi. It's so. a casual family affair. It really is. It really is. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It looks like it's going to be a lot of just roundtable discussion because uh, and maybe light on the... Like there was actually a documentary crew there on set, yeah, doing it as they were filming it, um, and more retrospective. Like let's all get together and talk about how it was, yeah, which I think will still be enjoyable given the personalities involved, get Favreau and Filoni, yeah. um, Tika Waititi. I'm really interested mm -hmm. to hear from because yep. uh, I think the finale he directed was was just fantastic, and he did such a great job. Uh, and he didn't speak in the trailer at all. So I think some of the juicy stuff is going to come from yep. him <laughs> once he actually gets to see it. Um, but the director that did um, talk more other than Filoni and Favreau in the trailer, um, what's his name? It's it's harder for me to pronounce. Um, but he, he had some really interesting things to say. You could feel the passion yeah. in, in, his, um, in his voice. So... Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see, and they're going to get the actors in too, yeah, um, to discuss it. So that that's going to be really great. I want to throw one more thought on the Clone Wars episode that I forgot to mention that I have to was the uh, solo Easter egg with yeah. uh, the <laughs> brief Dryden Voss yes. image awesome. on there. Uh, I have to get that in there for my love of Solo. Yeah, uh, I thought that was great to just throw that little subtle Easter egg in there. No lines or anything of, of dialogue, but just, oh yeah, Maul's telling the syndicates to lie low, and you see the Pikes, you see um, the Falling, uh, and you see uh, Dryden Voss there. So you know that's yeah. funny that you brought that up because earlier, a couple episodes before that, when we see Ahsoka kind of spying on. Uh, the hologram of Maul, and then he yeah. like senses her. Doesn't he talk Ugh. about his? He, he talks about the uh, the pikes. He's saying, you, you, "Hey, you better get your crap together," because I'm sure Crimson Dawn would like yeah, to take your Yeah, he brought up Crimson Dawn, and yeah. then Michael and I had a conversation about who's running Crimson Dawn at that time. Was it Darth Maul or yeah. was it Dryden Voss? Was Dryden Voss already? there during that time and i yep. kind of feel like that answer this answered that question yeah he seems like he was the first probably and then the and the the last that we know of uh, other than um oh god why do i forget her name kira kira yeah and the <laughs> reason that it. that sparked my um dryden boss easter egg uh the conversation about the special features for uh for mandalorian was because the solo solo movie was a little light on special features, I think, because yeah. of the turmoil of the yep. the director mm. turnover and everything. Yeah. Um, but one of the things on there is um, roundtable discussion 
yeah. with uh, Ron Howard and the actors mm. in, in an identical setting. It might be the same set probably that we see them all, <laughs> you know, just black everywhere. And the people sitting around around yeah. table uh, was, you know, what they put in uh, for, you know, one of the main solo special features. So it may, that's what makes me also think it's not going to be a lot of on set footage. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, like I said, because of some of the turmoil and stuff of that production, they're like, lock that up, burn it, whatever. Don't ever show that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then maybe they just weren't, they didn't have the budget to also do a documentary crew alongside the filming of the Mandalorian so much. So there won't be yeah. as much footage like that as we get for a bigger production. But I think it will still be really enjoyable just to get more insights uh, from the, the creators. Oh, it's yeah. it's I, something I appreciate the most. I think yeah. uh, the director that you were thinking of was Rick Famuyiwa. Oh, nice yeah. pronunciation, yeah. I, I Holy Couldn't cow. for the life of me remember his name. Yeah, that's a yeah. hard one. So yeah, phrasing. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, I it's so crazy that we're not getting a solo two, and it's the, the the what we're seeing happen with Maul right now in the Clone Wars just makes me. S- even so much more. We deserve more malls with mall because the position that he's in then with Kira and we know where he's at with the crime syndicates and all this that he's went through. And then up at that point, it's like, are we ever going to fill in that time in between? It tells the crime syndicates lay low crap's about to go down. And then we are where we are with Kira. I, I just, I don't know. I, I want to see it. It's, it's tragic if we don't get more, but, uh, who knows what the future holds? I mean, maybe, you know, there will be a huge push for more mall stuff and maybe more interesting stories come out of this after Order 66. And maybe he's gained a little more insight that could, you know, make growing his empire even more interesting. I don't know. But uh, it's it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Holy yeah. cow. And it feels like we're at the point in Star Wars uh, where with Disney Plus coming out, I kind of yeah. feel like it's we people yeah. have a little more say in what kind of content comes out yeah. um, with this new platform. And so I feel like it is one of those scenarios, which it's kind of like an ask and you shall receive. I think that yeah. there, if there is enough like yearning for more of that mall content, I think eventually at some point we may get it. Yeah. It's, I mean, they knew people wanted to see the end of clone wars here and we're going back to older characters, but it's working, but something else uh, I'll kind of end with this, that, that Filoni said at the end of the the trailer for the the behind the scenes stuff is just like he's so shocked how much people want new character development and content from Star Wars. He's just blown away by that, and I, I love that he's surprised by that. It just it shows how kind of humble he is about all of this and that he's he's doing it because he loves it and that's why he's doing such a great job with this and why people are so welcoming to his his writing and his storytelling is because he loves what he's doing and this isn't just trying to prove himself he's just he loves what he's creating and it, it comes through and and it's it, i love that he's surprised by it and i love that he said at the end of it that george always told us that star wars needs to have hope and I about wept. He said, it's not Star Wars if it doesn't have hope. Always remember it needs to have hope in it. And it's just, that's that's why I watch it. You know, I, even I look at the hope in Darth Maul, even though he has a tragic ending, even though we know he's, you know, blinded by the dark side, there's still a little bit of hope in him. 
that he could have been, you know, the redeemer. He could have done right by the galaxy. And he fell short because of his, his personal aspirations, because of his, his, his spitefulness and, and, and the revenge that, that ultimately led to his downfall and didn't allow him to grow. It's just crazy. And a character like that, who seems so simple in the beginning, becomes, a, you know, a very tragic yet could be hopeful character. It's just, it's mind blowing to me. And I love everyone that's writing stuff for Star Wars right now. It's fantastic. Thank you, John Favreau. Thank you, Dave Filoni. It's, it's fantastic. Gives us something to talk about. That's for sure. For sure. Um, but uh, any other final thoughts on Clone Wars? Just excited for Friday. Friday is becoming quite the holiday here. Um, let's just hope the power doesn't go out again oh or the internet. <laughs> uh, Holly was a little worried that, you know, the pandemic was going to get a lot more interesting. Um, oh, may turn into a sure. walking dead here at any point. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So nothing else, guys. Nothing else from me either. Guys, if you enjoyed that, go to Spotify. Go to, go to, I actually can't do any reviews on Spotify, Holly. Go to iTunes. Give us a review. If you enjoy that, give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed it. And tell us why, Holly. It's really important to us to hear what people are enjoying about what we're talking about, right? Yeah, tell us what you like because we yeah. want to give you what you want. Exactly. It's great to say you love the podcast and all that good stuff. Tell us what it is that you're enjoying, but go do that. It really helps us out, helps us, you know, get to other listeners and get to share in our sweatiness and our nerdiness um, with you guys. And it's why we do casual counsel. It's why we do trivia. It's why we, we do these hangouts with, with folks that we, we enjoy spending time with and talking about star Wars because we just, we thoroughly enjoy it. It just comes out. And I hope you can tell that in the conversation and, and by our interactions with you guys, but go do that. Get in that group on Facebook. It's a thriving group. It's such a fun place to interact with. There's so much speculation. There's so much like additional great conversation going on in that group by a bunch of nerds like us. <laughs> it's so good. So you need to get in there. You need to join it. You need to follow it and get in there and get sweaty. I love that the nerds are getting a little more comfortable with getting sweaty. Um, some, some newcomers I've seen posting stuff in there. Who typically we don't hear from, they're just getting excited, letting their nerd flag fly. And mm -hmm. I always love that. The nerds and their nerddom. That's right. Get in there and check that out. Um, hit us up however you can on Facebook, on email, voicemail. Uh, Holly has really great posts on Instagram and all of that goodness. Um, so somebody needs to send yeah. us an email soon so I can make a fool of myself reading it. Well, Holly, <laughs> your blonde moment at the beginning of, <laughs> the episode i think may i have did it for myself sealed that one for you but guys i hope you enjoyed this um clone wars man it's gonna get emotional we're gonna be talking about it again next monday so make sure you watch friday and stay tuned we'll be talking to you soon may the force be with you